0: The following is a hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Sam
1: Bruski. and welcome to Hoop Ball Grizz. You're a myth and a legend now. Something hmm. I was going to say, Nikola Jokic, but he's not in the playoffs anymore. This should be Game Seven, but it's not.
0: He got sent home.
1: <laughs> so sad. <laughs>
0: We are back with another draft breakdown, not draft break. we're we're prospect breakdown, NBA draft. Draft
1: prospect breakdown. Yeah,
0: butchered it. You know what we're talking about. We're continuing to bring you guys that may or may not be available for the Grizzlies at 40, and some of these guys, we think that there is a possibility. Some of these guys, there's probably no chance they're going to be there at 40, and probably no chance the Grizzlies are going to draft them. We may or may not hit the person that the Grizzlies draft. Who freaking knows? But we're going to bring them to you so you know a little bit about them. If they do get drafted, you've heard something about them from us here, maybe for the first time. Before we jump into the draft prospects, Sam, who are we covering today? we'll, We'll talk about the three. Sam, give me the names that we're covering today.
1: Robert Woodard, Cassius Winston,
0: and Peyton Pritchard. Robert Woodard is a wing from Mississippi State. Cassius Winston is a guard from Michigan State. And Peyton Pritchard is a guard from Oregon. But I want to talk about something different. Uh oh. Victor, Victor Oladipo. All of the dipid. He has essentially said that he wants out of Indianapolis, wants out of Indy. So, of course, you know. Um, Big-time player says he wants out. You've got to talk about, hey, what does my team have to give up to get him? So we're going to start with that. We're going to talk about uh, trades that we looked at to possibly bring Oladipo to the Grizzlies. And I had talked about him on an earlier episode thinking that he was a free agent after this season, but it's actually he'll be a free agent after next season.
1: He's a restricted free agent this year and then complete unrestricted free agent next year. Fair enough.
0: I don't think he's restricted. I think it's... It's just... just, Yeah, he's he's not restricted, period. He'll be be unrestricted free agent after next season. I have no idea. So, So we'll see. (laughs) We don't know. know, What? Hello? So, Sam and I kind of got on the trade machine. We were looking at things that we thought may or may not work in order to land Oladipo in Memphis. We'll talk about (laughs) Sam's trade first, and then I will give you what i think go ahead sam all right this is what i'd be okay with go ahead before you get into your trade i'm sorry i keep I'm, I'm interrupting you sam ouch what do you think that so he's saying i want out of indianapolis do you think indiana is going to try to improve their team at this point or do you feel like they're going to be like okay we're breaking it down we're rebuilding
1: you could look at it from either way, but if I was them, if I was them, I'd try to get another player in there. I'd try to make him happy. I sure would, because you've got the talent there.
0: Well, I mean, I, he's he's pretty well disgruntled. I think that he's yeah. just out. You know, well, well and if that's the case, so, then you trade him. You know, if they don't trade him after next season, he's, he's going to leave, and yeah. they're going to get nothing in return. Yeah. So. We're gonna say Old Depot staying there is one hundred percent off of the table. Okay. What do you think they're doing with their future? Are they rebuilding at this point, or they bringing somebody in to try and make a push for the playoffs? You've got it. They fired their coach, so yeah, I was about to say that they don't have a coach. Yep. I would um, say
1: this would be the rebuild then, because they're gonna start fresh, like kind of like what the what the Grizzlies did with Taylor Jenkins and. I would say they're probably going to they'll, they'll trade Oladipo. Then we'll just say that they're going to end up trading him. They better keep Brogdon. No, they don't need to keep Brogdon. They need to trade him to the Grizzlies too. But um, Sam's Sabon. pipe dreaming over there. I am. We. Uh, I've De, got to De admit DeMonte. though, I
0: I kind of on my trade, I did too. I yeah. did. So Sam, let's go. Demontis
1: Sabonis too. With,
0: with them rebuilding, let's see what kind of trade you got. Before we go any further, do you want to relook at your trade? We're we're, we're both in agreement we think it's going to be a rebuild. Yep. Do you want to look at your trade and change anything with your trade before we move forward?
1: I'm okay with this one, with what they're giving up and everything.
0: Okay. Do you think in your trade, obviously the salaries work out, yep. but if you're Indiana, what you're sending over in your trade, do you feel like that's enough assets to give up somebody like Oladipo?
1: If you're rebuilding, yes.
0: Okay. All right, Sam, what is your trade?
1: My trade is Gorky Jang, Kyle Anderson, and Tyus Jones for Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner.
0: Okay. So he's going big. He's going yep. for Oladipo and Miles Turner. I have zero problem with that. Mm-hmm. I like Miles Turner. But I think that Would, you may reconsider it, your trade. Well. Because here's the deal, Sam. If if the Grizzlies somehow manage to pull off a trade to get Miles Turner, that would be an almost certainty that JV is on his way yeah, out. Yeah, I know.
1: I do know that,
0: and we know that JV is not part of the the core for the future of the Grizzlies. He's here for two more years under contract. It's a pretty team friendly contract. But if they make a trade and they get a younger big guy like Miles Turner, you've got to think that JV is, <laughs> Jonas on the move is going to move to Indiana. They're, they're, that's they're gonna, where that's going. I, I don't know. I didn't that, want to
1: see that though. I
0: don't necessarily think that they would have to send him. To Indiana in that trade, but you may see him go out towards something else. So, all right, go ahead. You got Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo, and you're sending out... Gorgie,
1: who? Gorgie Zhang, Kyle Anderson, and Tyus Jones.
0: Okay, what about that makes you think... I don't think that's enough assets.
1: It will... For a team that's rebuilding.
0: My my trade is, is actually fairly close to what you put together, and it's funny because Sam and I, he didn't look at my trade, I didn't look at his before we put them together. My trade is pretty similar. Yep. That's I, I shot for the moon. I'm like, hey, if we're armchair in it, we are going to swing for the fences. And you add Oladipo and Miles Turner to this current Memphis Grizzlies roster, and I think that that is a massive, massive change, big enough that they are going to be competitive in the West, maybe possibly even competitive for an NBA championship. So my trade... I had Gorgie and Kyle in it as well. Grayson was my third piece, okay. not Tyus. And then I sent a first-round pick, the 2022 first-round pick, protected in the top five. And then Phoenix's 2021 second round. And we have a 2023rd, our 2023 second-round pick. And we get the more favorable between Houston, Dallas, or Miami. So whichever whichever pick is higher. That's the one that would go. I didn't know they had
1: picks on there.
0: Oh yeah, Sam hasn't used the trade machine very much. I've never used it. But I think that so so my thing with your trade, and and I kind of asked you about this. I want you to elaborate on it right now. If you're giving up Tyus Jones, which he he has proven that he is a high quality backup point Mm -hmm. guard. He is by far and away the best backup point guard that the Grizzlies has ever had. I think. You can argue different people. I, that's fine. I don't care. I think that Tyus is the best backup point guard that they had. He takes good take care of the ball. Uh, smart. He he does a lot of things right. So if you're giving him up, who is your backup point guard?
1: Well, you can look at it a few different ways because Victor Oladipo can play that, you know, if they pull Jaw out move Victor over. But official backup point guard, I would either say Grayson or... If uh, he's on the free agency right now, but if they end up re-signing him, it would be DeAnthony Melton, Mister Do Something.
0: I that's scary to me because in the bubble, Anthony uh, DeAnthony Melton,
1: he didn't show up much. He did. He didn't,
0: and I don't think that he is an offense. I, I don't know that he's a, a true point guard. To be honest with hmm. you, I think he's more of a two. And that was something you know. Uh, Joe from Grizzly Bear Blues, they um, they're talking about free agency, and D. Melton was the guy that they were talking about, and he said, "What's your top dollar for D. Melton?" And they had, uh, I think it was like, I can't remember what the, the options were, but I chose between five and seven million. I, I can't remember. Maybe it was two, two to four, five to seven, and eight to ten. And I'm like, okay, the eight to ten range, he's not there. That's Marcus Smart money. He he's not on the same like. Well, Marcus Smart is like twelve million, but he he's not at the level of Marcus Smart. And then you get to the eight million range, and you got a guy like Lou Williams that's making eight million a year. And obviously, that's a Gosh. different that's a different type player, right? Lou Williams is you're scoring off the bench, but D'Anthony, he's not going to bring that. He's going to be your defensive guy. He's going to be an energy guy off the bench. So it's it's different. You can't really like that's comparing apples to oranges. But whenever I'm looking at the contract, I don't think he's any more valuable than say Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson's making nine million a year. So I don't I don't think that you go above that. I I think one hundred percent max on me is about eight and a half million a year on Melton if he gets an offer outside of that just let him go I like DeAnthony Melton please don't take it as I'm bashing him because I like pre-bubble he was a big part of the Grizzlies success but I don't know that he's the answer at the backup point guard Grayson actually done fairly well Mm -hmm. as a backup in the bubble that's not a horrible option but is he gonna be the one can he do it long term and I get what you're saying. With you can kind of shift Oladipo over mm-hmm. to play the point guard, but he's in your he, hands down. He's in your starting lineup, so you can well, kind yeah. of play that. However, you got Ja. If your trade goes through, the starting lineup would look. It'd be Ja, Oladipo, Dylan, or Justice, whichever way you want to look at it. Jaron, and then Miles Turner. I. I don't know, man. I worry about the options at backup point guard. Tyus Jones being out was a huge hole for the Memphis Grizzlies. They did not play as well. It showed how valuable he was in the bubble games where he was out. So I think on the Indiana side, they would definitely need more assets. So you didn't know about the picks saying No, Maybe I didn't would have know about some picks. picks, picks in there. So I but I, I think I mean, if they're giving up Turner and Oladipo, they're they definitely going to have to have to picks. picks. Yeah. And that's why I had three picks in mm-hmm. there. So you, you know, you can kind of I'll give you my trade again. So I don't I don't think that you have enough assets in there for them, and I'm not okay. Not that Tyus is completely untouchable. I just you have to have somebody that can run the backup point if he is gone. If you make that trade pre draft and they take a guy, say, we're we're covering Cassius mm-hmm. Winston. If you take a Cassius Winston in the second round, maybe you're okay with giving up ties in that pick. I'm going to run mine again, and you tell me what you think about mine, all right? So Gorgie, Kyle, Grayson, 2022 first round pick, top five protected, 2021 second round pick from Phoenix, and 2023, you get the best option from either Houston, Dallas, or Miami, whichever one is the best pick. For Depot and Turner, and that works out. The money works out. It's all you know. It's close, but the money all works out there. What do you think? Do you think that that's enough, or do you feel like it's too much? You can be honest. Let it rip, man. You ain't gonna well, hurt I my Well, I would feelings. say that's
1: well for what it is. Knowing what I know now with the draft picks and stuff, I'd say that's pretty square
0: for a team that's rebuilding, especially yeah. a small market team. And it's the Grizzlies front office has been. Stacking assets, you know, stacking stack picks, young players with upside. The you know, Jante Porter, like they're they're stacking them up. That's how you win in a small market. OKC okay, showed everybody how it's done. Kidding, they done it through the no draft. Kidding. You know, so you have to be smart. You have to have access. A- you have to have assets, and you have to have picks to get the people that you need. So. With that being said, I think that Indiana is definitely going to be requiring picks. I don't know if mine is enough, but I'm okay giving up Grayson and Kyle. Gorgie, the value. Okay, so Gorgie Zhang, some people may be like, oh, well, you know, why do you see him as being that valuable? He is not necessarily that valuable. I like Gorgie, but his expiring contract is valuable. So at the end of the year, it's off the books, a rebuilding team you save money to where you can compete in free agency if there's somebody out there that you want to go and sign so that's why you're going to get a little more value from gorgie because of the expiring contract than what you would get if you're just trading him straight across for somebody um i don't know i would love to see oladipo you guys if you've listened to the podcast any at all then you heard me talk about him before i would love to see oladipo in a grizzlies uniform and that's the dynamic playmaking wing. That's exactly what the Grizzlies are missing. That's what we've been talking about. So he would fit that role. Yes, he would. On the other hand, I don't think Memphis is in a spot where they have to make a big trade this year. You see a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of chatter on Twitter between Grizzlies fans saying, oh, they need to trade this or they need to do that. Dylan's got to go or we got to get this or that. Listen, it's a young team. Dylan has only played basically two seasons in the NBA, so he is still growing. See what you got. Midway into the season next year, see what you have. This Gorgie Zhang expiring contract is not going to lose value as the season goes along. It's not. As long as he's healthy – That's going to be an asset that you can move. You've got some guys that you can afford to move. If you play half the season and Dylan is playing well, you sign him to the contract, and you feel like, okay, that's going to be good, that's going to be valuable to our team with him at that price, we're going to keep him, then okay. But if you get halfway through the season and he's still playing crazy and making dumb decisions and you feel like that's going to be detrimental to the team, then you move him maybe. There's a lot of moving cogs in this that are going to make a huge difference moving forward on what the Grizzlies will or won't do. I will be 100, like I'll be shocked if the Grizzlies make a move, a big move in the offseason. If they make a trade and they move up in the draft to get somebody they're targeting. And I've honestly, I've not heard of anybody not seeing any leaks of the Grizzlies are trying to target this guy at 40 or that guy. And I don't think you will hear that because they're so far down in the draft, but I just don't think you don't have, you have plenty of assets moving forward. Let me finish the thought here. I apologize. You have plenty of assets moving forward. You got a lot of picks coming up from trades that you made with Conley, Gasol. So it's, I think they should just set on it. Would I love to see Oladipo in a Grizzlies uniform? Yes. Yes, I would. Am I confident that he's going to re-sign with Memphis? I have no idea. Probably. I don't know. It depends what they do. It it does. There's a lot, again, a lot of cogs, a lot Mm -hmm. of moving parts in this. And if you're giving up assets to land a guy like that, is it worth it? Do you believe? That's something... The Grizzlies, I think the front office is going to be like, listen, if we're going to make this trade, we want you to sign with us. We don't want to give up these assets, and you come here for one year and then dip. Just don't want to do it. We we want you here with us. If they see him like that, I don't know. That, I don't have any insight saying that the front office sees him <laughs> as that guy.
1: That, that reminds me of the Lakers back in 2012-13 when they traded for Dwight Howard. Well... I, I know that's a but the thing <laughs> is, is they wanted him to sign and he said he would do it. You know, he would contemplate half, you know, halfway through the season and he never committed to anything and he walked.
0: Well, he couldn't, he didn't get along with Kobe. Yeah, yet. I know, and, but I'm you know, just saying just, though, uh, they
1: wanted him to commit and he didn't.
0: Dwight Howard has, he's matured a lot <laughs> whenever, when they traded for him, we talked about it earlier yeah. when they traded for him and Sam's like, oh, Dwight, Sam likes Dwight Howard I'm not a fan of – I used to love Dwight Howard. And then when he led that team to the finals, and Sam can tell you – That's why I I like Dwight Howard. I drafted him. He was my first – That was your first – him and Chris Paul. So, you know, yeah, nobody cares about my fantasy team. Okay, but I'm telling you, like, (laughs) I I used to love Dwight Howard, but he turned into a toxic locker room cancer. And he's matured. He's been out – you know, he's in L.A. this time. And when they signed him, you know – It's one of our buddies, Brandon. He's like, oh, yeah, they're winning the ship. They're winning the chip. They're winning. And I'm like, Dwight Howard is ass, bro. He's terrible. And he's not a bad basketball player. He's just a locker room cancer. Things are going well. He's not been that in Los Angeles. And good for him. I'm glad that he's turning that around just because of the respect that I had for him before. But ever since the Van Gundy blow-up thing, he... Has been off of my radar. I'm to, I a just big haven't cared baby. for him.
1: Yeah, a that, big baby. That's it. That's all it is. And I'll admit, I still like you, Dwight. But yes, <laughs> that's what it is.
0: All right, Sam. Let's leave that one alone. You heard about who we thought maybe you might trade, who we'd like to trade. Sam will be better at it next time. He didn't know about the draft picks. Yeah, it's
1: all new to me.
0: But it's all good. We're gonna move forward. Let's start off, Sam. Which one of these guys you want to talk about first?
1: Let's do Robert Woodard, unless you have something special with him.
0: Woodard? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine. We can go with him first. Now let's get this guy. Then six foot seven inch, six foot seven inch wing guard forward, seven foot one wingspan, Mississippi State. NBA Draft has him at sixty one. Tankathon has him at fifty. ESPN and Sporting News are both very close and very far apart from the other two at 26 and 27.
1: Wow. Well, right on. First round. Hmm. (laughs) Right-o.
0: What kind of stats you got, man?
1: Uh we got some some goodies. Some goodies, goodies. Which ones about say do you just let's do his let's do his uh just most recent normal, man? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh games played thirty one, games started thirty one, uh minutes per game is right at thirty three minutes, field goal percentage is uh we're gonna round that up to fifty percent. Uh three point percentage is forty three percent, free throw percentage sixty-four. Rebound six point five, assists one point three, steals uh, one, blocks one, and points is eleven point four.
0: So his defense is definitely a strength. He's got yes. you know the seven foot one wingspan, six seven seven one. He can guard multiple positions. He uses that length to break up passes. He has a very good motor. He hustles. He goes hard. There are plenty of uh, there's plenty of film of him like just screaming down the floor going after chase down blocks like he's going he's he's putting the effort in so his defense is, is a strength he's super explosive the length and athleticism he uses the contest shots one block per game as a wing is doing really good has a pretty good layup package he can uh, do some acrobatic stuff around the rim. It's pretty nice. I mean, you like you like to be able to uh, make the adjustments in the air and, you know, finish around the rim for sure. You did see a pretty big upswing. His freshman year, he shot 27% from three. And same to say, he shot 43% from three as a sophomore. And again, the hustle. I like the hustle. I like guys that play hard. I really... He has a lot of things that I like about his game. But this will be the first guy that I I believe this is the first guy. If I'm wrong, you guys can correct me. Sam can correct me. But I'm completely out on him. If he's available at 40, leave him on the board. No go, huh? Nope. He cannot shoot free throws, man. 64% this year, 62% career. 58%
1: 58% is freshman yeah. year. Whoa, and he's a guard.
0: You there? There's nothing, nothing. We talk about free throws a ton. I'm not going to hammer this too much. But if you are a guard, if you're not a big man, if you're a guard, there's no reason, there's zero reason that you cannot shoot 70, mid-70s. I
1: was going to say 75%. You know,
0: 75% or better from the free throw line. So that in in and of itself turns me completely off on him. I'm not interested in the Grizzlies drafting this guy. If you cannot, you can't convince me that his shot is going to be that good if he's only shooting 62% from the free throw line. He did see a jump, a 15% jump from three from freshman to sophomore year. That's a good improvement. I'm not saying the guy's not working on it. But just like John said, in, you know, in a couple of shows previous, the free throw line, the, like your free throw percentage tends to translate on what, t- what type of shooter that you're going to be. And I'm sorry, 62% over his career is not going to cut it. I'm completely out on him. Fair enough. A couple things like, uh his his handles he's not really good with ball handling and you know i've i've just said i'm completely out so you guys are going to think i'm bashing him at this point i'm just kind of <laughs> giving you a little his handles are not that good they're you know i saw him dribbling it off his foot off the opponent's foot gets stripped quite a bit he's he's not uh he's not going to be a secondary playmaker and you you need that the grizzlies need that in a wing guy they need him to be able to be a secondary playmaker. His vi- his vision's mediocre at best. He makes sloppy entry passes. They get tipped, broken up, deflected quite a bit. And, again, free throws, and we're going to move on. I'm not going to hammer on Woodard. Obviously, the free throw thing is something that you can improve, but I just, at this point, at this level of his career, 62% is not good enough as a wing player for me. So I would be... If I'm a scout, I'm completely out on this, dude. He doesn't have enough. There's not enough positives anywhere else in his game for me to be like, okay, draft this kid. Go ahead, Sam. Who you got next, man?
1: Cassius Winston.
0: Cassius Winston. He is 6'1 with a 6'5 wingspan. He is a guard from Michigan State. ESPN has him at 30, Sporting News 33, Tankathon 47, and NBADraft.net 54. Sam, roll with the stats, man.
1: Four years at Michigan State, too. Long time. All right, this is his most recent. Played 30 games, started 30 of them. 32, well, basically 33 minutes. Field goal percentage was 44%. Well, we ran that up to 45 because it's right there. Three-point percentage, 43. uh, Three-point percentage. English is hard. Three-point percentage. Got Sam on the struggle bus today. (laughs) 43%. (laughs) Free throw. Free throw percentage is 85%. Now we're talking. Rebounds 2.5, assists right at six, steals 1.2, no blocks, and 18.6 points a game.
0: And you know, I just mentioned him earlier about you know in Sam's trade he had he was sending Tyus Jones over, and I was like, okay, you know if you're sending Tyus and you're drafting a guy like him, I would be comfortable with him. You know the backup point guard is not going to play a ton of minutes, so he's not going to initiate the offense a ton. And I don't mean that as like a slight, but, you know, I'm okay with him. He's a good decision maker. He averaged almost seven assists per game over the last three years. He uses, he's got really good handles. So he uses a wide array of moves to create space, whether it's creating space for his own shot or creating space to just open up a small lane to make that pass. Shooting 43% from three, on almost six points, uh, on six attempts a game, 42% off the dribble. He's a good shooter. He's also a hard worker, and he's a leader on that Michigan State team. Obviously, he's a senior. You're going to look to seniors. Okay, seniors are probably going to be leaders, but he has intangibles that are not necessarily measurable on the stat sheets that he brings to the table that I've seen a number of people say that maybe some of the better intangibles in the draft. His size is something that's kind of scary because he's going to be limited on the defensive end. At six one, you would like for him to be quicker. His lateral quickness is not that good, and so when he gets beat off the dribble, he struggles to catch up. So if you don't have a good defense around him, he's going to get exposed, and he's going to be a big, glaring hole. Again, back up point guard. He's not going to play a ton of minutes, so probably not going to get exposed all that much. Um, He's terrible in post defense. At 6'1", you wouldn't think that he would be great, but he gets bullied. Somebody starts backing him down. He's not physical enough. He's not bumping them, trying to keep them from backing him down. He just doesn't get in there. And maybe that's something that you can coach up in him, don't know. Some some guys you can, some guys you can't. I like him. I do like Cassius. I'm not trying to bash him or anything like that. I'm not running him in the ground. He's got a lot of positive things in his game. Again, he can shoot the ball well, great playmaker, leadership, and he's got a good touch on finishing. Because of his size, he's not going to be going to the rim a whole lot in the NBA or getting to the rim a whole lot, but he's he's good on the move. He's 45% on floaters or runners throughout the season. That's good for top 20 in Division One in the NCAA. So, it's, in my opinion, he is going to be a good backup point guard somewhere. Right now, with Tyus on the roster, Memphis doesn't necessarily need a third point guard. Depending on, you know, if you consider De'Anthony Melton that, is this a guy that you're aiming if De'Anthony Melton, are you aiming for him if De'Anthony Melton doesn't resign? He doesn't bring to the table the same things that De'Anthony Melton does. So I don't think that he fills that hole. He's not as good defensively. He's not as long. He can't guard multiple positions because of his size. So it's um, you know, if he's the best available, he's the best available. I have no issues with the Grizzlies taking him because of the intangibles and the good things that he can bring to the floor. Moving on from Mr. Winston, our last one, Mr. Peyton Pritchard. He is a six foot two inch guard with six foot four and a half inch wingspan from Oregon. Sporting News has him at forty three, Tankathon forty nine, Draft dot NBA Draft dot net forty six, and ESPN is thirty seven. So he is fairly consistent He's, there. He's right, right there in a you know, pretty tight window of where they think that he is going to go. Sam, let's go. Four
1: years at Oregon too, man. Wow, that's a long time to stay in school. <laughs> I mean, but it, it's not. No. A long, a,
0: it takes four years to get a degree, Sam. I know. It's but. not real common <laughs> but I know, these just, days. Well, these last players. few
1: that we've done, the last few shows, it's one year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then we got two people in a row with four. My goodness. Anyway. We're shifting gears, baby. Yep. <laughs> This is a nineteen twenty uh season here. So, uh, games played, 31, started 31. Minutes, uh, 36.6. Field goal percentage is uh, 47. Three-point three percentage is 41%. Free throw percentage is right at 82%. Rebounds, 4.3. Assists, 5.5. 5. Steals, 1.5. No blocks and 20.5 points a game.
0: All right. So he can fill it up. He can score. He was relied on to score at Oregon. But he is not really a selfish player. You know, he he is a uh, – he kind of strikes me as he would be completely fine being a pass-first guy, but he can score. So he shot 42% from three on seven attempts a game. That's pretty high volume. You're That's comfortable good. with that. 43% off of catch and shoot. If a team – if he's in the pick and roll and they go underneath – He's gonna punish him he's gonna knock it down he has crazy range he can there's plenty of plenty of plenty of film of this kid ripping it from thirty feet you know twenty five thirty feet just letting it fly knocking it down he can do it off the dribble he can do it standing still he's got a a good looking shot so he can definitely shoot the ball. His vision's really good in the pick and roll he can read the defender to determine if he's going to take the shot or if he's going to dish it off. He makes really good touch passes around the rim for lobs and finishes for the defenders or for the the uh the cutters. Um you know I I think he he's a solid secondary playmaker. He can play off the ball. Like I said the, the catch and shoot numbers are really good from him. So he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. He can, he can get it off the dribble, but he doesn't have to. These are things that concern me with him is his defense. He's not a terrible defender, but he's not that fast. So just like Cassius Winston, he gets beat off the dribble. He's going to have a hard time catching up and getting back in front of his guy. You're going to have to have a good defense around him. Not necessarily what the Grizzlies need. You're looking for, uh, uh, to me, I think a 3 and D guy would be with their pit. Like That's that would be at 40. A 3 and D guy would be ideal for me. That That's what I think that they need. Um, he's not a, you know, pretty much everything that I've got in improvement areas for Peyton is, is defensive related. Point of attack, he's hunched over whenever he's, you know, when he's coming out to guard the ball, he's hunched over, his hands are not up. He's kind of, you know, just hands, you know, his hands are wide, but not up. So he, he's, he's got to get better at that. You know, there, there's. A lot of video that I watched of them just zooming a pass right over his head because he's not, you know, you don't want to be completely vertical. But, you know, he he's bent over, knees bent, and his arms are down. He's going to have a hard time breaking up the pass going over his head. He's eager on the closeouts. So, you know, a guy hits him with a pump fake, goes to the basket. If they're a good mid-range shooter, they could just eat him up. One other thing that he does on the defensive side is if he's playing away from the ball, his guy catches the ball, he crowds him, he gets a lot of, um, a lot of cheap fouls because of the, just how close, how much he's crowding the guy. So like the rip-through fouls, he's very susceptible to getting a rip-through foul because of how close he's playing his guy when he's playing off of the ball. So I do like Peyton Pritchard. Out of these, out of the three that we've talked about, Peyton Pritchard would probably be number one out of these three. But to be honest with you, unless something happens with the Grizzlies roster, I don't see them targeting any of these three guys. And I pray to the dear Lord and baby Jesus, Robert Woodard is not even on their radar with 62% free throw percentage.
1: If you do, I'm going to slap whoever does it. No, How about ain't. that? You ain't smacking nobody. I'm going to slap them all.
0: Every last one of them. <laughs> Front hand, back hand. Who's up? Both of them, same time. All right, we have covered the three guys. We talked to you about the Devo trade ish stuff. We'll yeah. see what happens. I just want him to go anywhere but Los Angeles. Either of the I don't want him <laughs> to go to the Los Angeles Watch team. I throw at all. up. We're gonna talk to you about our sponsor here at AG go over to mybookie.ag use the promo code hoopball and get 100% initial deposit match they just had an odds boo Saturday and it was insane you were getting like anywhere from 75 to 90% win rate on <laughs> on these these That's bets so stupid i mean <laughs> it was ridiculous. it was nuts it's like um okay i'm going to bet that, you know they had caps on them. it's not but still like it was free money. You you could go Literally. in there. Literally, if you went in <laughs> there and you only bet on the odds boost, Dan broke it down, and I can't remember what he said, but I think you you can make around three hundred bucks on an almost guaranteed bet. So it, it was. They have a ton of stuff to bet on. They have more lines and better odds than any other online sports book. Go check them out. MyBookie.ag is the website. The promo code is Hoopball for a 100% initial deposit match. And we'll close it with that. You can find the show at Grizz. I am at Dwell2111 on Twitter. Sam is... It
1: is SammyB1118. That's a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. And I do have one more thing. I want to throw it in there if you want to do it real quick.
0: What's that, man? What's
1: your predictions for the finals, man?
0: Oh, finals predictions. Well we were both completely well, not completely. Well, we we were halfway. Yeah. We we that got a, one
1: was kinda obvious.
0: Um so it's I, crazy to me. Have well, you seen like I was reading
1: Well, don't you hang on. Don't you remember that I said I should have took the heat over the Bucks? You did. Because yep. honestly, looking back on that now, I would have took the heat over the Bucks and I would have took the heat over the Celtics. The way they were playing after I saw them beat the Pacers. Now I know we predicted before, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying after sure. I saw that, I, he, he
0: did. And Even like yeah. bef- before the Pacers series, even he said I almost took the Heat yeah. over the Bucks. Yeah,
1: and I would, and after watching that Pacers series, I would have took the Heat over the Celtics. I sure would. So? Yes, I would have.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I didn't change my mind. I felt like well, the no, Celtics I, were the better Lakers Celtics.
1: That's what I'd like yeah. to see, but
0: but obviously they were not the Heat. Are killing it right now. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of pros are picking the Heat to win this series. I was surprised.
1: Well, and that was the thing I was looking earlier. And honestly, the way they're playing, I I could say Lakers in seven, but you can also say Heat in seven.
0: I will say this, man. I think that this series is going to come down to the role players. Yep. It's going to come down to, okay, this is the finals. Tyler Hero played Mm -hmm. very well in the Eastern Conference Finals. Goran Dragic has been playing well throughout the playoffs. I think that Bam and Jimmy are going to do what they do. Yes. You know, it's people are still saying Iguodala is the LeBron stopper. You can buy all of that stock. <laughs> you can buy all of that stock that you Who want to. Who in the world said that? Get on Twitter more, Sam. I guess I need to because... It goes back what? to... What? It goes back to the Warriors. He, like, it goes all, like back to that. It's going to be role players. Whatever. I think LeBron is going to do LeBron stuff. I think Anthony Davis is going to play well. I think Bam and Jimmy are both going to play well. This series is going to be decided on how Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Rajan Rondo, all of these role players are going to have to step up because you can. I'm going to say this, and, and some people may take this as kind of, well, this is a crazy or a hot take. But Eric Spolstra is underrated. Oh, yeah. he He is an amazing coach. He won titles with the Big Three. And say whatever you want about that. But he has done an amazing job this year in Miami. And after LeBron left, after all of that broke down, he has done a good job in Miami. He's a great coach. And he knows how to scheme against LeBron. He knows how to scheme against him. So... I just man as much as I want to say the Lakers I'm going to I'm I'm taking the Lakers but I think this series ends up going at least 6 games. At least 6. Lakers and 6.
1: Lakers and 6. See that that's hard for me cuz I with everything that's happened this year I would love to see Los Angeles win. I would. You know, for four things. Um but man, I would really love to see <laughs> Jimmy and Bam and all them get a ring too. So I, I, that's, I
0: think it's great that Jimmy made it to the finals yes, in Miami. Yes, I do because that just proves something right he, there. When he when he left Philadelphia, and all of the Sixers fans were like, "Oh, he's trash. He's not a winning player." <laughs> I love it the Chicago Bulls were wrong about Jimmy Butler yes. the Minnesota Timberwolves were wrong about Jimmy Butler and the Philadelphia 76ers were wrong about Jimmy Butler he is a different type of player he's an elite player his style does not set well with a lot of young guys Carl Anthony Towns ton of talent no work ethic Him and Jimmy Butler didn't get along. Jimmy Butler didn't get along with the front office in Philadelphia because he wasn't afraid to speak his mind. He obviously knows what he's talking about. You can have input and not really be argumentative. I don't know how it went down. I wasn't there. But all I'm saying is those teams were wrong, and Miami's doing good stuff. I still think the Lakers... I just think the Lakers are better, man. I think that they win this series. LeBron... In the fourth quarter of the closeout game against Denver, LeBron James, just one thing that I've always said about LeBron is if he had Jordan's killer instinct, it would not even be a discussion on who the greatest of all time would be. It would be LeBron James. But he doesn't. He he hasn't up until this point of his career. You just haven't seen it. In the fourth quarter, again, in that Nuggets game, LeBron was on. He was like, "This is, we're we're finishing you off. It's game over." That killer instinct came out, and so maybe maybe he does. I just maybe he does have it, and he just hasn't shown it. I think that he sticks with that. I think that he keeps that killer mentality going. And when LeBron is on a mission, even at thirty five years of age, he is hard to deal with, regardless of how good you are at scheming against him. You got. A lot of good defenders on the team you have the quote unquote LeBron stopper whatever you want to say
1: whoever said that's on drugs
0: <laughs> yeah that just look at the numbers in those series I, I, I don't I, I don't just, agree with that but I'm just telling you what was said I cannot so. believe
1: somebody realistically <laughs> I mean somebody actually yeah. said that that's nuts no
0: but that's it that's for me Lakers in sixth and that's all I got you got anything else Sam
1: I think that's it for me.
0: Did you? What do you? You didn't even give me your prediction. I know. I'm
1: afraid to. <laughs> Let's go, Sam. We well, can be wrong. We what, were wrong. Well, I before. know we were wrong before, but we no, will be I, wrong. Well, oh, I've said that I would like to see Los Angeles win. I really do. But man, I don't know. The Heat doing what they're doing too. That's tough. Do we have a coin in here by chance? Heat and seven. Okay, there you go.
0: Sam goes Heat and seven. All right, we are plotted against each other. Lakers and six for me. Heat and seven for Sam. And we'll leave you on that. Until next time, go Grizz!
1: Go Grizz! Yeah, guys!
0: This has been a hoop ball presentation.